How do we stop and notice that incredible, holy things happen to us every day? My name is Rabbi Lauren Holtzblatt, and this is Awake, Finding the Holy in the Everyday. When you listen, I hope you'll take a few minutes to pause, to open yourself to the possibility that holiness, connection, and presence are around us all of the time. Hi, everyone. I hope you're having a good start to your week. So I've been watching this show on Netflix called Alone. It's a sort of a survival, it's not sort of, it is a survival show where 10 people are dropped into the Arctic, um, into the, basically the North Pole, and they have very few things, and they are supposed to survive there for as long as they can and the last person standing wins you can see there's like not a lot of content on tv these days and as I've been watching it uh over the last I don't know week as people are alone more and more for 10 15 20 days what begins to happen is their thoughts begin to take over the fear of being out there alone, the fear of not eating enough protein, the fear of going home, what will it feel like when they they actually go home again or not living in the wild expanse of nature. And it made me think so much of Pandemic Mind, which is something I just named. Pandemic Not Mind, I'm thinking of as we are In our homes, we are, even though many of us are working and helping our kids and there are lots of tasks to be done, there is a monotony of space that we are in the same space day in and day out and our thoughts are running wild, right? What if, what if with the election, what if with coronavirus, the fact that we don't have a date of when we are returning back to seeing each other? Um, what if with the opening of schools, there there is so much what-ifing because we there's so much that's unknown. And I know for myself and lots of people that I talk to that sleeping has become evasive. Um, many of us are not sleeping through the night and it's the stress and the mind's overaction in a time of dormancy within our activity. So whereas we're not traveling all over the place and we're not running to meetings, even though you know we're on Zoom, that our minds are almost overactive. And it made me think of a teaching by the Piazetsna Rebbe, who was the Rebbe of the Warsaw Ghetto. There is a book that he wrote called Derech HaMelech, one of his books, um, which is both a commentary on the Torah, and then he has a commentary on all the Chagim, on the holidays. And in the back, um, there are different inyanim, different subjects that either he writes about or um, his disciples write about. This particular one is called Inyan Hashketa, which is um, in the, the, the subject of silence. And it was written by one of his disciples trying to remember the words of the Rebbe, the words of the Piazetsna Rebbe. 
And um, I wanted to bring it to you because it, it talks so much about what it means to quiet the mind and the importance of quieting the mind. Um, he says that he brings a quote from Brachot, uh, from the Bavli, from the Talmud, which says, Chalom echad mishishim benivuah, which is um, dreams are one sixtieth of prophecy, which is taken directly a quote from from Brachot, and he says that the reason that this is so is because a person's way of living in the world is that they have trouble receiving inspiration from on high, mimarom, from on high, because. They fill their thoughts. Their thoughts are full in their minds all day long, and their minds run from one place to the next. And so it's very difficult to make space for inspiration from above, meaning from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, from God, because a person fills their mind to the max, right? The what-ifs, the responsibilities, the, the worrying about the future, things that we need to do. But what he's saying is that there's no space. There's no room for um, for the enlightenment from above. And he says that it's impossible for that enlightenment to come if there's no space in one's mind. And so this chalom, echad meshishim benuvuah, this is that when one sleeps, uh one does bitul um, hayesh, right? One one cancels out the self, right? We are not consciously, our minds are not dragging up all our thoughts, but our thoughts settle and they make space. And when there is space, you can have a 60th of prophecy, right? You can have some inspiration from somewhere else that you are not controlling yourself. And he says that, you know, in Torah study, we we fill our minds, right? We use our intellect in order to figure out what the Torah is saying. But when we are praying, the ikar, he says, the main the main function of tefillah is bitulva, is to almost um, cancel ourselves in it to say that we are not the most important thing, and what we are seeking to do when we are in prayer is to be filled with inspiration, with God's inspiration, with the inspiration from the words on the page, or inspiration maybe even when we're in a communal experience. And so he says one of the ways that we can build a practice around clearing our minds is to pick a phrase, to pick a phrase that we can focus on and to repeat this phrase again and again and again until our minds are free of the space of the constant thoughts, the bombardment of thoughts. And he makes several suggestions. Um, Enod Milvado, right? There's only God, God alone um, is one of them. Um, And you can actually pick your own, right? You don't have to use that one. You can pick a phrase that actually is meaningful to you if it's just emet, truth, or if it's ahava, love, right? He's saying, use an external word that you can repeat again and again and again, maybe in a space of five minutes, where you begin to exit the constant thinking of your mind, that muscle that never stops moving and, 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 and practicing its, its thought. 
And what that word or phrase does, it allows you to settle, settle those thoughts and to allow inspiration from above, from somewhere else, maybe even some relaxing, some allowing of the shoulders to, to make their way down your neck, to allow maybe a smile across the eyebrows and a, a letting go in a way that I think these days is very difficult. And the letting go is not just for the purpose of letting go, although that's a very good purpose. But as he says, the Piazetsna says, the, the practice of shketav, of quieting the mind, is also that when we do that, we allow inspiration from other places to take hold. And in a world that feels very stuck in its cycles, I think this is one of those things that's so important these days that we are able to think outside of the box, outside of the downward spirals that we seem to be getting in. And so I want to invite you this week, take five minutes, maybe five minutes a day, pick a word, pick a phrase, pick something that's going to calm the mind and allow you to make space for the inspiration that lies just beyond our reach. Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening. Before I go, you can always check out more episodes at addisisrael.org awake or on Apple Podcasts. Please make sure to hit subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a review to let us know you like the show. It helps us to get the word out. Finally, you can email us at awake at addisisrael.org to give feedback about the show. Let us know what you like and what you want to hear more of. Thank you for listening. And I'm wishing you a holy encounter this week.